Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bash, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. We're your hosts, Harrison Kerrig and Pastor Tim Mullet, and today we seek to answer the age-old question, can Democrats be Christians? So Tim, why don't you just kick us off by answering that question that might seem so offensive to some. Can Democrats actually be Christians? Yeah, I mean, the only way I know how to answer that question is to ask the question: uh, Can Nazis be Christians? <laughs> are so. you Are you asking Are you asking me if I think Nazis yeah. can be Christians? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, my my gut instinct is to say no. Nazis can't be Christians, at least in the general sense. You know, in a, in the most, if I had to give a yes or no answer, it feels like it would have to be no. They can't be Christians if they're Nazis. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. But I guess, I guess there is like a nagging part of me that wants to say, well, doesn't it feel a little weird to say that a whole group of people can't be Christians? Doesn't that seem mean and, and kind of against what the Bible says? I mean, I know most people are going to know John three sixteen, for example, where Jesus says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, right? And so it seems like right. that's kind of a general statement that, that really seems to be saying, hey, anyone can be a Christian. It's, it's no longer the Israelites, you know, and, and Paul seems to agree because he talks about there's no longer uh, Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. Basically, Republican or Democrat. Republican <laughs> or Democrat. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> male or female, whatever. It, it seems like they're both kind of saying, hey, there are no more distinctions. There's no more barriers. Anyone can be saved by Jesus. Um, so, so while my gut instinct is to say, no, uh, Nazis can't be Christians, it seems like those verses might disagree with my gut instinct. Um, what, what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Nazi, I mean, you can, all of it hinges on, what the meaning of the word can is, I, I guess. And so, I mean, obviously any type of person can become a Christian if they'll repent of their sins and believe the good news. So in one sense, you could say, hey, anyone can become a Christian if they'll repent and 
uh, trust in Jesus to forgive them. But then uh, the question, though, is the, the question, as I understand it, it seems to be asking uh, the question, can unrepentant Democrats become Christians? Is that kind of what you mean by it? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess um, unrepentant, I guess, whether they recognize it or not. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, then in that way, um, you know, it feels strange to restrict certain groups of people from salvation, but then uh, the Bible seems to do that at different points. So first Corinthians six, nine says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Uh, do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor uh, men who practice homosexuality, uh, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, swindlers, uh, swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And then, I mean, you can read through the book of Revelation, for instance, and and one of the things you're going to find are outside of the kingdom are dogs and sorcerers, sexually immoral, and murderers and idolaters, everyone who practices or uh, falsehood. So there's categories of people who are defined by their sin and unrepentant in their sin. And, and so it's a very natural thing to say that in order to become a Christian, what one of the things that you have to do is you have to repent. You have to turn from your sins. You can't just in a wholehearted way embrace your sins. Uh, so you know, trying to answer that question can certain groups of people, uh, are certain pe- groups of people um, restricted from inheriting the kingdom of God? Well, the issue is, you know, are they repentant or not? And so then, you know, it, when you're bringing up the issue of Nazis, are Nazis restricted from entering into the kingdom of God? Well, if you, you're dealing with a group of people who wish to keep on sending Jews to the concentration camp, then in order to be saved, you have to actually repent of that and not be a murderer, if that makes sense. And so, because murderers, mm-hmm. people who are defined by murder, are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. So, you know, an unrepentant Nazi who wishes to, you know, accept Christ as Savior but uh, continue to kill Jews, well, that's an impossibility. So, certainly, yeah, a Nazi can repent of his sins, quit murdering Jews, turn to Christ if he wants to, and then become saved. But you can't, you know, stay a Nazi and become a Christian <laughs> as far as that's concerned. So. What, what about, uh, what about the Nazi or the Democrat who says they're a Christian though? <laughs> not Nazi comma Democrat. <laughs> Nazi slash Democrat. Uh, not that I'm necessarily totally comparing uh-huh. the two, but we are, we are I talking, am, well, to, I am. We're, we're talking to, all right. All right. Well, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but you know, either one. All right. They, they don't get all right. Well, let's just stick for the Nazi, uh, with the Nazi for right now. Let's, maybe that'll be a little more helpful for people listening. The Nazi, you know, he's he's killing Jews in concentration camps, um, sure, or you know, what, whatever evil stuff, wicked stuff. Everyone would agree on that. Um, but then he turns around and he says, "Oh, but but I am a Christian." What what about what about that person? Does yeah, he, I mean, well, many many will say in the last day, Lord, Lord, uh, did we not do all these, you know, mighty, wonderful works? And Jesus will say, depart from you. I never knew you, you workers of lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, so the demons uh, have a kind of faith. They believe that God is real. They believe that God exists. Uh, the demons believe and tremble. So it's not enough just to say, hey, I believe in God. And, you know, it's not even enough to say, hey, I understand the gospel. I can tell you what the good news is. Jesus died to save sinners. There, there is a repent element to it. Uh, so... You know, Mark one fifteen says, 
uh, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. What what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to actually repent. You can't. Um, you have to repent. And uh, Romans ten nine says that uh, you know if you uh, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So this idea of confessing that Jesus is Lord is to say that he's he he's in charge. He makes the rules. Mm-hmm. You can't keep you can't uh, keep your sin and turn to Christ. And so. Uh, the kind of people who are going to be deceived on the last day are the kind of people who want to hold on to their sin and not let go of it. And they 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 know who Jesus is. You know, notice, I mean, notice what Matthew says. I mean, in the last day, many will say, Lord, Lord. They know mm-hmm. who Jesus is. They can identify him as Lord. And he's going to say to them, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I never knew you. So the idea there is just to say they're not submitted to his lordship in their life. They're giving empty words. Um, so... You know, when you're talking about like a Nazi, can a Nazi be saved? Yes, he can be saved if he repudiates his Nazi, you know, ness. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, I mean, if he wants to stop killing Jews and turn to Jesus and ask forgiveness and confess he's a sinner and you know forsake that lifestyle, sure, yes, he can. He can become a Christian, and you know, he might um, still need to pay for the crimes that he committed on Earth, like Ted Bundy. But I mean, Ted Bundy can be saved, but Ted Bundy is not going to be saved if he wants to keep on murdering women. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But then, I mean, the issue with the Democratic Party platform is that you're talking about a party platform that's killed 60 million babies since Roe vs. Wade. You have a, mm-hmm. a political party that's devoted to child sacrifice. Like, what do you make of that? How do you how do you reconcile that with these strong statements in the Bible that essentially say that murderers will not inherit the kingdom of God? So... You know, if you're going to, uh, essentially, if you're going to say that, um, um, if you're going to be in favor of a party that is supporting murder and all the things that, you know, the Democratic Party is supporting, you're going to have to essentially, um, uh, you, you want to, you have to repudiate that if you want to come to Christ, you have to repudiate these kinds of sins. Okay. So, okay. So, so basically when it comes down to that title question, can Democrats be Christian? Essentially, the answer is uh, maybe technically, yes, anyone can be a Christian, but in the general sense, no. Uh, Democrats cannot be Christians if they do not repent of uh, the th- the ideologies that they believe. Is that is that kind of is that well, am sure, I understanding I mean, you correctly? Sure. I mean, I, I think if you look at what the demo democratic platform actually is it seems to be a step-by-step repudiation of the ten commandments Mm -hmm. uh, you know from start to finish so it um, boggles the mind to think that you can support a party platform that's devoted to infanticide uh, that has fully seemed to embrace socialism Mm -hmm. uh, that you know is uh, um, confused uh, at the level of um, gender roles human sexuality that seems to be feeding uh, racism in the world. That seems, I mean, I, it's, it seems like you can just go step by step through the Democratic Party, party platform, and it's difficult to imagine anything actually good in it <laughs> mm-hmm. as far as that concern. At almost every single level, it's, it's divisive, it's fueled by greed, it's, uh, it's murderous, it's uh, mixing up these fundamental issues of. Um, Human sexuality—it's uh, attempting to transition, you know, children into false genders. Uh, you know, I mean, at every single point, I, I, it's hard to imagine anything in the platform itself that isn't um, 
in direct violation to God's word at some fundamental level and no amount of, hey, you know, we love the poor or whatever else is helpful in, mm-hmm. in terms of how this calculus actually works. So, yes, I mean, the the offer of the gospel is it's good news for anyone who will repent, but you can't, you know, <laughs> uh, if you're going to repent, you have to turn from your sin. You can't just reject everything that the Bible says in a pretty comprehensive and fundamental way and then— okay still hold on to Christ. Okay, so so I think we've established then that uh, no, the unrepentant Democrat cannot be a Christian. So my next question for you then is, well, what exactly are the specific uh, beliefs held by Democrats, the ideologies that they, um, you know, that are foundational to the party? What, what are the specific ideas that they support that leads you to say, okay, they have to repent of these things if they want to be a Christian. They can't just keep pushing for these things and still claim to be Christians. Could you go into some specifics uh, in terms of what those ideologies would be? Yeah, I mean, sure. So, I mean, at every single level, um, you can just look through their platform and they're advocates of abortion. So one of the main things that you... um, what, one of the main elements of their platform is, you know, securing reproductive health and rights and justice, um, protecting and promoting uh, LGBTQ health. Um, you know, they're um, basically trying to destroy the criminal justice system at almost every single level. They're uh, devoted to partiality as it relates to that. They're devoted to identity politics. Uh, they're... they're um, trying to slaughter the unborn uh, children as fast as they possibly can. Uh, They're devoted to socialism or theft. Uh, They're advocating, you know, universal basic income. They're caught up in this climate change uh, delusion. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I I think a lot of the things that they're doing are things that, you know, seem like, um, you know, you you can put it in a positive light, like, hey, they care about poor people. They care about black people. You know, they care about women. Uh, but then their mean, like the issue is their means of trying to help women is to full on embrace uh, um, egalitarianism, uh, essentially destroy the idea of husband wife roles, destroy the idea of male female genders, uh, destroy babies in their mother's womb, <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. uh, they're basically their idea of, you know, caring for the poor is to take money from people who actually work and give it to people who don't work and refuse to work. Uh, they're incentivizing single motherhood. They're, so, I mean, at every single level, everything that they're doing um, is, I, I can't, it's just a step-by-step repudiation of the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, un, unrestrained, out-of-control uh, immigration, you know, a nation without borders is not a nation. Uh, God sovereignly designed nations to have borders. So, I mean, at every single level, like, all of these things are just... Um, <laughs> step-by-step repudiation of, of the Ten Commandments. So, yeah, I mean, if you put it in a positive light, you say, oh, yeah, they care about women by, you know, turning them, turning men into women and letting men beat them in sports and uh, share the same bathrooms with them, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, the issue is not the rhetoric. The issue is what are you actually doing and how are you trying to protect women and uh, how are you trying to fix poverty and how are you trying to care for the immigrant and everything else. So, but, yeah, across the board, the platform is essentially a step-by-step 
repudiation of God, everything that God says in his word, mm-hmm. you know, particularly what you find in Genesis. Yeah, that seems like a pretty long list of things. <laughs> it's not just like, you know, I, I uh, a lot of times you hear, I, or at least I hear uh, on social media, especially pastors and, um, well, I, I'm mainly, maybe I'm just mainly thinking of certain, you know, big named evangelical pastors who they'll sort of, uh, they'll really get on to uh, Christians who vote Republican claiming that they're um, one issue voters, right? So the only issue that they're concerned about is, you know, abortion, for example. So they're just going to vote for the person who uh, is against abortion and they don't care whatever else um, that politician might stand for. As long as they are against abortion, they've got those Christians votes. And I've seen a lot of pastors go online and, and really slam um, that type of view. But then it kind of seems like a disingenuous stance to take when you think about the whole list of things that you you just rattled off, you know, basically saying, no, it's not just a, um, you know, one issue voting, single issue voting. It's like 10 issue voting. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. But the thing is, I mean, that one single issue is enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 60, I mean, 60 look, million it's enough if you're babies. a Jew, man. Right. If you're a Jew in Nazi Germany, you want like, is it enough to to say, hey, let's like, you know, if it's if at the bottom of it, it's like, hey, uh, you know, the the chief priority I have is that we stop sending these Jews to the crematorium. Isn't that morally sufficient to say mm-hmm. that that, you know, and this is where you have uh, many progressive Christians and, you know, pretend conservatives like uh, Tabidi. Uh, who are essentially trying to rebuke that idea that, hey, single issue voting is not enough. You have to care about the poor by, you know, plundering the rich to give money to uh, the poor, mm-hmm. essentially. But like the, the the issue or plundering those who work in, uh, in order to give to the poor. Uh, basically, you have to care care for the poor by embracing socialism. But like, the, I mean, come on, like, you know, if like the issue is, if you actually believe that we are killing human beings. If you actually understand what abortion actually is, that we're chopping babies up in their mother's womb and like ripping their limbs apart with scissors and sticking scissors up inside their head and sucking their brains out. If, if you actually understand that, I mean, I think any kind of, you know, morally serious person is going to say, Hey, you know, we have to stop this and we have to support this and fixing poverty doesn't compare to this by mm-hmm. any, you know, even if even if socialism was the way to fix poverty, even if that's the way to do it, there's still, yes, there's a single issue voter calculus. But at every single level, all these. So I would say the single issue voter critique, it's like, OK, well, yeah, yeah, I don't want to, you know, go. I'd rather go to church than and face uh, the covid than to go to the BLM rally and uh, be able to face covid. Sure. Yeah. But like, here's the thing, like. Like you think about that single issue voter kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I mean, abortion's way more important than fixing poverty in the world. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. I mean, it's enough to stop the trains to Auschwitz. Sure. If you actually believe that that's what's happening. Uh, but then, yeah, there's like 10 issues that are like step-by-step repudiations of the 10 commandments. I mean, you think about everything that the Democrats are, are doing. I mean, they're, 
they're going after churches. They they want to criminalize uh, what preachers are doing and call it hate speech if we speak against homosexuality or sodomy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they basically want to blur gender lines. They want to like destroy the family. They want to, um, you know, uh, basically sterilize men and women at a young age when they're unable to make certain decisions and uh, prevent them from having kids for life because they're caught up in some sort of delusion. I mean, so at every single level, it's not, yeah, it's not just a single issue uh, that is the problem. It's everything they're advocating is the problem. <laughs> like everything, like everything they're trying to advocate is like, if you get past the sentimentality, yeah, it's all a problem. But then the issue is it's, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, even that one single issue is enough for any person who really, you know, believes abortion's murder. Okay. Well, you gave a long list of things that were you know, essentially sinful ideas to try and push that need to be repented of if you want to be a Christian. Um, so I guess now I'm just kind of wondering, are there any, are there any ideas that uh, Democrats hold to and, and really push for that could still be considered in line with the scripture in some way? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of you know vestiges of of the Christian society that we share. Uh, what what makes a party platform a party platform is um, essentially the things that are different. And so, as you think through like these issues at an ecclesiastical level, you have like denominational distinctives, uh, for instance, in your statement of faith, or uh, you know how you identify yourself as a church. And so, you know, you think about it at a church level. Like there's a lot that we share that we assume that we share, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation for our government and everything else. So that's true at a church level. That's true at a government level. So there's a lot of things that we share. But then when you get into distinctives, like then that's where you're going to separate yourself. So you have some churches that are like cessationist. There's some churches that are Baptist. There's some churches that are continuationist. You have some churches that uh, are, you know, uh, believers baptism, infant baptism, you know, they have certain eschatological positions and, and everything else. And so that those distinctives are what um, makes you, um, it, those are the things that you would put on your doctrinal distinctives checklist. And so like that, like the party platform is what is going to distinguish the Republicans from the Democrats. And then with the party platform, it, I mean, you know, it's, like every single one of those ideas is presented in like positive ways, meaning, oh, we care for the poor. You know, we care for voter rights. We care for women's uh, health care, right? Uh, we care we care, care for LGBTQ rights. We care about, you know, taking care of the earth, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but so when you think about the distinctives, that's what the platform typically is going to be about. Like the distinctives, it's difficult to find anything in those distinctives that are actually beneficial and helpful not, I mean, if you if you lay aside the stated intention, the intention behind them. Oh, we want to help women, right, by slaughtering them to death, and letting men beat them up in uh, sports and, mm-hmm. yeah. and take over their bathrooms, and you know. So, I mean, but you look at the platform; it's difficult to find anything in the platform. But then, obviously, there are going to be some things. Um, uh, you know, we care about all religions, so we're going to attack Christianity and suppress it, you know. So, but then you look at what they're doing. So what, what I'm trying to say is essentially like, yes, like we share, um, there's a lot of things that we share uh, by virtue of being Americans 
that are not stated in those platforms, but what you find in the platform seems to me to be wholly immoral. So does that make sense? uh, Are you basically saying, um, you know, we live in a two party system, Republican and Democrat, uh, and both Republicans and Democrats recognize that there are issues that have to be fixed. So, you know, one example of that might be poverty, for example, um, both Republicans and Democrats recognize that uh, poverty is something that has to be dealt with. Uh, but so that's where they're similar. And that's where you might say, hey, it's a good thing that people recognize that poverty is an issue that needs to be dealt with. Um, now, where we differ is in the fact that uh, basically the two parties have very different views and how to address the issue is that, is that yeah yeah let me give yeah let me give some specifics and so on their party platform there's a section called healing the soul of america and then it talks about protecting american civil rights and so like you look at that and like it's like well yeah that sounds good protecting americans civil rights right. except for when you think about the way that they actually try to <laughs> go about it so achieving racial justice and equality well how are you going to achieve race racial justice and equality well you're going to embrace socialism Right. You're going to create an aggrieved uh, party that based on skin color, you're going to show preferential treatment or partiality to one uh, uh, group of people based on their skin color over and against another people. You're going to selectively hire and advocate for, you know, uh, unearned positions for one person over another demand quotas. Right. Does that make sense? So. So yeah. achieving, uh, protecting women's rights. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, their right to free sex, their right to, you know, uh, the same, uh, their the right to, like, basically you're going to show them partiality in the workforce by giving them jobs that they haven't earned <laughs> and demanding they get uh, salaries, uh, no matter what kind of ability they actually have, uh, protecting disability rights. And so, uh, like, you think about, well, how are you going to do that? You're going to do that with the same kind of socialism, the same kind of quotum, quotas, honoring indigenous tribal nations, like, so how are you going to do that? How are you going to like, socialism, you know, ending violence against women? You know, how are you going to end violence against women? Well, you're going to go after the patriarchy. You're going to <laughs> break down husband. <laughs> uh, the issue of husband and wife roles. You're going to full embrace e- egalitarianism, right? So ending the epidemic of gun violence. How are you going to do that? Where well, you're going to take away the individual's right to bear arms. You're not going to understand the actual root causes, which are producing gun violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to supporting faith and service well how are you going to do that we're going to take religion out of the public square <laughs> you're going to try <laughs> you know you're going to try to um take away religious nonprofits 501c3 uh status right uh, you're going to essentially try to suppress christianity in almost every point uh, you're going to support press freedom well how are you going to support press freedom by uh uh, having harsher laws on hate speech and criminalizing <laughs> does that make sense yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, so I mean, at, at every single totally level, I disagree with every single one of those, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I want to achieve, like, the issue is I want to achieve racial justice and equality, but you're not going to do it through partiality and socialism. I want to protect right. women's rights, but you're not going to do that through egalitarianism. I, you know, the idea of protecting LGBTQ rights, I don't, I don't think that there's some right to, you know, for one man to sodomize another man uh, and call it marriage, right? So, mm-hmm. You know, so like ending violence against women. Yeah, I want to end violence against women. I don't want to end uh, imagine violence against women, right? 
I'd like to end, end all violence, violence from uh, uh, women towards men and men right. towards women. Right. Uh, but the issue is the solutions. I, you know, I'd like to uh, end the epidemic of gun violence. How am I going to do that? Well, maybe we should get all, get, get uh, people off all of these psychotic drugs that they're taking. Right? So, <laughs> like, uh, sure, you know, but uh, it, it, so like the issue is just, you know, how are we doing these things? And you can just go on and on and on at that point. I want to end poverty. How do you do that? We well, encourage people to work, quit incentivizing single motherhood, uh, you know, quit paying people to fail, uh, quit, uh, uh, you know, chuck the affirmative action, let people get jobs on merit, quit, quit stop the partiality. You know, so at every single point you look at their platform, you say, hey, that all, yeah, we, we have the same goals. We just have radically different solutions. Mm-hmm. And the solutions you're providing are radically unbiblical. That's the problem. Okay. So uh, so just to clarify a little bit, are we, when we're talking about Democrats, are we talking about um, the actual politicians who are getting voted in uh, and who are ultimately the ones voting on different bills or you know, wh- whatever their role is in government. Um, are we, are we talking about that person when we use the word Democrats or are we talking about uh, that person along with the people who are voting them in? Wh- mm-hmm. Which, what are we talking about here? Yeah. I mean, I, I think when you're talking about this kind of subject, uh, one thing to realize is that there's obviously um, you ask the question: Can you know can Dem- Democrats be saved or <laughs> yeah? Um, can they be Christian? Can they be Christian? Um, you know, if, if you're allowed to speak the language of generalities, like you would you would allow me to speak the language of generalities when you uh, basically, if I were to ask the question about Nazis, and so if I were to say, hey, can Nazis? be christians it's like well no like as a generality no right mm-hmm, yeah. like you can't be an active member of the nazi party in good standing and be a christian <laughs> yeah. that those those things like with you you know hail hitler and you know uh, all that with the outfit and you, like no i mean that doesn't work like you so as a generality there's obviously um when the bible does the same thing you know murderers can't inherit the kingdom of god uh, so, but then Paul committed murder and he repented of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, but then like, you know, the, and, and there there might be some kind of situation where like David obviously murdered uh, Uriah and Bathsheba, but then, but that wasn't who he was fundamentally to the core, right? Mm-hmm. So you speak to the language of, like if, you, if you're allowed to speak the language of generalities, then you're allowed to basically make a uh, statement. These two things are incompatible. And then everyone understands that you're speaking in the language of generalities, but then that might admit certain exceptions uh, as far as that's concerned. So there might be some person out there who, and I'm sure that there are plenty of people like this who vote Democrat because their parents told them to vote Democrat. They have absolutely no idea what the party platform is. They just have been told their whole life that, you know, Democrats care about poor people. And then they go to the voting booth and all they're doing is voting what they've been told their whole life. And they actually have no idea what's going on, no idea what the issues are, are involved, if, if that makes sense. They, they, they're they just completely and totally bone ignorant about all of that. And I think that there's probably a lot of people who are like that, particularly young people who are like that, who are just kind of addicted to entertainment <laughs> uh, and are completely unaware of anything that's actually happening in the world along those lines who who might be legitimate Christians and just clueless about uh, 
what the actual political differences are. So I imagine there are people like that, and I'm I'm not trying to make a statement to say that um, that kind of thing is not an impossibility. But then to but then you know the vast I, I would say that um, you know uh, that the knowledgeable person who is voting Democrat because they know what the platform is and because they have embraced it, it's hard to imagine that the spirit of God is actually at work in that individual. Uh, as far as that's concerned. Um, so in other words, there could be, uh, it, it is conceivable to think that there could be people out there who are quote unquote bad Democrats, meaning they don't really understand <laughs> what it is that they're uh, voting yeah, for. Yeah, maybe one or two. Sure. <laughs> one, or, one or two. There, there might be, you know, a country of 300 million people or, or 350 million people. There might be one or two. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's a few. I mean, I, I'm sure that there's a few. I mean, I, just like I'm sure that there's a few like Catholics out there who uh, have no idea what the Roman Catholic Church is teaching mm-hmm. and, and are not praying to Mary and who grew up Catholic, but then they just, they read the Bible when they get home. They don't, maybe understand a whole lot of what's going on. They assume that there's some kind of something about it. But then like mm-hmm. the idea of someone who is aware of, you know, the, the council of Trent and understands the issues of the reformation and is in some sense, knowledgeably, um, you know, knows, like knows what the differences are. Like it, that is that strains the mind, you know? So I okay. think there's a lot of people out there who are probably ignorant about what's actually happening. Um, but then it, just like there might have been plenty of Nazis out there who members of the Nazi party who just were deceived and didn't understand that the gas chambers were actually real or something like mm-hmm. that, you know? So like, what about, and, oh, keep, keep going, keep going. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just trying to say, I imagine that there's, you know, some kind of people out there, like, you know, particularly young kids who like, you know, hail Hitler and all that. And like, that's what they're thinking but then they don't know what the issues are and they're unaware of what's going on and so uh, they believe that hey you know hitler's building a better society or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so uh but then they don't know what's going on you know um so so what about the person who kind of going back to the single issue voting stuff what about the person who is voting democrat but then they don't agree with Maybe they don't agree with most of the things that Democrats push for, but then there are a few things that they would look at and say, no, I really do believe in that. So, for example, um, you know, maybe maybe there's there's the Christian out there who doesn't necessarily like their the Democrats view or stance on, um, you know, same sex attraction or abortion. But then they do like their view when it comes to uh immigration. And so because of their stance on immigration, they decide, okay, I may this year I'm going to vote Democrat because I like the, I like their stance on this. And, and maybe they're the kind of person who, who's kind of a little closer to the middle where some, sometimes they, depending on who's running, they might vote Republican and sometimes they might vote Democrat depending on who's running. What about, what about that type of person? Um, are they are they still lumped into the same category of of uh, people who need to repent in order to uh, repent of 
the things that they believe in order to be a Christian? Is, yeah, is that question I mean, specific enough? No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's, um, I think it's one of those things where there is kind of like a, um, a willful ignorance that many people have uh, related to these kind of subjects. And part of part of the problem is that the church for many years hasn't really taught on any of these issues. And there's been plenty of pastor who has essentially come along and said that we need to keep politics out of the church. And then there's been plenty of evangelical voices out there who were essentially basically saying, Hey, you know, the Republican platform isn't perfect. And the democratic platform isn't perfect. And Jesus wouldn't be a Republican or a Democrat. And, and, and basically trying to compare them, uh, in some sort of, uh, uh, as if that they're equally bad in terms of the platforms or whatever else. So, I mean, I imagine that people can make um, stupid, foolish choices along those lines. They're largely ignorant and largely just, hey, I haven't really thought through these kind of issues very much. But then at the same time, you know, there is, um, you know, when you're actually thinking about the kind of issues that are at stake, it does... Um, it's, it's very troubling to think about the kind of individual who would look at everything that the Democratic Party is advocating and has any idea what they're advocating and it has doesn't have the moral intuition or awareness to see how direct of a threat this entire platform is against everything that they believe in. Like that's a significantly troubling kind of situation and you just wonder how little discernment you have to actually have in order to <laughs> right to miss to miss like like miss it at almost every single fundamental level now like i, I think socialism i i understand how people um you know have uh, underdeveloped political theology and and don't realize that socialism is built on greed and theft and I mean, because there's not a whole lot of pastors who are talking about that kind of thing, right? Uh, even though it's kind of obvious once your eyes are open that this is greed and theft and partiality and everything else. And so I think people can be caught up in certain deceptions for a while. Um, and, you know, as far as that's concerned, and then basically um, the kind of argument I hear people making a lot is, well, yeah, like the abortion, like being a sing, it's, it's kind of against the single issue voter kind of idea. So abortion is essentially a lost battle. So we can't do anything about that. So why don't we work for racial justice or something along those lines? <laughs> yeah. And the Democrats are the ones working for racial justice. And, you know, I've been a closet racist my whole life and I feel bad about it. So therefore I want to go the opposite way and fix that by embracing full on partiality and everything else. And I mean, I imagine like, you know, as a, so the thing is, I'm making a generality. I'm making a generality to say that um, essentially, no, I mean, you look at this platform, it's a godless platform and this is incompatible, but I imagine that there are there are deceived people you know, all, who are voting Democrat who have just been deceived and they're doing so out of largely out of ignorance. Mm-hmm. I think that there are people who um, like are, like you just, you can imagine people on, on the spectrum. So one is just total ignorance. Two, they may be deceived on certain fundamental issues about an argument that doesn't make any sense related to some of these things. But then you have, like when you have the people who are actively pushing this party, you just wonder, well, what team are you on? Like how, how are you missing 
missing the truth at such a fundamental comprehensive level so i, I i'm as a generality I, i'll let my generality stand but then let it admit exceptions and in some harder cases okay but i am con- i'm deeply concerned about you know the kind of individual who can't look at who who is in fo- like even remotely informed about their platform and mm-hmm. doesn't <laughs> see it as the threat to the bible at every single level that it actually is that should be concerning a huge and red flag yeah i mean if you're not i mean yeah maybe you'll grow out of it you know um hopefully you grow out of it but if you don't like that's troubling mm-hmm. so okay so we have a two-party system and we spent about 40 minutes uh bashing uh the w- one half of it the, the democratic party party right right <laughs> and i mean because these are awful evil beliefs to hold and, and it's not just abortion we're talking about like pushing for like transgender whatever um lgbtq plus same-sex attraction uh, yes <laughs> probably soon gonna dabble in pedophilia and um bestiality bestiality too. yeah um i mean those are evil too those are really evil things. God calls it an abomination. So uh, with good reason, we've been saying these things, but then I guess the natural question that most people will probably have then is, well, what does that mean? Like Republican are Republicans supposed to be like the chosen people of God now or something. So, um, so are we, are we basically implying that by saying that, uh, Democrats, uh, in general, cannot be Christians without repentance. Are we saying that Republicans then have got it all figured out, and the true the true way to be a Christian is to be a Republican? Yeah, I, I think our you know the Republican leaders have largely failed us at almost every single conceivable level. Uh, so you know the Republicans are a bunch of cowards and a bunch of spineless pansies essentially, and. I think they have a platform that largely is the opposite of the other platform. So on paper, it seems like they're advocating for a lot of the right things, but then there's significant problems with the methodology that they're employing to do that. And I mean, I think in general, Republicans are um, basically uh, in agreement with uh, the Democrats at almost every single level. They just want it to, they want the massive societal change to go a little bit slower, you know? <laughs> yeah. What is it like Republicans are just Democrats yeah. five years ago or something like yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, it's pathetic, man. But so, I mean, I don't, I don't think that the Republic, I don't, there's no salvation through being members of the Republican party. If that's what you're trying to get at. I mean, like you have to actually repent of your sins and believe the good news. And, you know, there's a lot of things that, I mean, like most Republicans have full on embraced egalitarianism. Like mo- most uh, Republicans have full on embraced secularism as an idea. Most, you know, Republic, I mean, Republicans have problems. Like they're all, uh, I mean, they're spineless and they're cowards. And that's, you know, part of the Trump phenomenon is explained by the fact that people are sick and tired of these spineless Republican leaders who essentially have uh, sold us a bill of goods and have no intention of stopping Grover's Wade and um, doing anything that's in their power to do. So, so I, I think um, uh, your standard Republican has, you know, basically a party platform that's largely better 
and the opposite than this demonic Democratic Party platform. They just don't have the spine or the will to carry it out. <laughs> um, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I remember when Trump and Hillary were running, I wrote a uh, a blog post uh, that was entitled uh, Choosing Between the Beast and the Great Harlot. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but then some... <laughs> Uh, you know, hackers, you know, hacked the, our church website and took it down. Uh, but, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> it was great. Uh, but you'll have to, you'll have to, uh, send me a, send me the article so I can read it. It's, it's gone, man. The hackers got hacked. rid of it. I don't, you didn't even say it anywhere. No, I didn't. I just thought it'd be <laughs> up, man. Uh, but no, I, so I don't think there's any salvation through the Republican party and I don't feel like very unified with Republicans um, in general, as as far as that's concerned. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, we, like I wish they were um, as committed to the things that their platform says as they say they are. Uh, and and you know, I you know, I feel deeply disappointed with you know your standard, you know, um, your standard Republican at that level. But then at the same time, it's just like. Um, you know, I, I think that there are some tough decisions to make related to some of that. Um, so there were some things about Trump that on the first round that were deeply troubling about about him. Um, I think you know, watching him actually um, govern was a mixed bag. It seemed like he supported Christians in some some ways, but then he's still supporting the LGBTQ kind of nonsense, right? You know, I I don't get them off the hook for locking us down for a year with the COVID mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so I blame him for that, for you know, caving on that issue. And he was a shameless vaccine pusher for, you know, basically the whole time uh, until maybe a little bit recently. So I don't I don't know that there's any great political option at this point, uh, as far uh, as far as those things are concerned. But then looking at, I, I don't see how anyone can look at anything the Democratic Party is. Go, uh, platforming and think like where is the common ground where is the unity where is the anything that you want to support as far as that works so okay so the so republicans have their problems too and there's going to be plenty of republicans in hell also right um, right hell will uh, be filled with republic but i'm not doing some moral equivalence just i mean it's just like hey uh you know nazi germany's bad you know so there's probably plenty of people who like secretly thought that are that uh, we shouldn't be killing so many Jews, mm-hmm. but like I'd rather I'd rather you think we don't kill Jews than think we should kill them and trying to do everything you can <laughs> to get them on the tracks, right? Right. But yeah, pretty but profound. Pretend, pretty profound statement. <laughs> I'd rather right. we not kill Jews than kill them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so wow, that you know. Uh, but then, yeah, I think there's obviously, uh, you, you know, if you're going to be a Christian, you need to repent of your sins and believe the good news. And that puts you in a minority of people in this country of people who actually want to actually follow Christ with their life. And Right. And that, and that includes Republicans as well. Um, so, but then, I mean, the, but the result of that though, is not some kind of, well, I guess vote whatever you want. Does uh-huh. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, because meaning, you're picking between. You're you're basically picking, you know, if I could be crass here, you're picking the shiniest turd. Doesn't mean you can just pick whichever one you want, right? Yeah. uh, You don't agree. 
Well, no, I, 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 I don't. <laughs> on paper, you, you know, you, you have a turd. <laughs> okay, on the other side. <laughs> on paper. <laughs> On paper, it's just a dumpster fire on the other side, right? The Democratic uh, platform. Uh, and then the, like, uh, you know, on the Republican side, it's just night and day difference in terms of, I mean, it has problems, but it's like night and day different uh, in terms okay. of the platform. It's just they don't believe in it, you know. So I don't blame the kind of person who's disillusioned with the whole thing mm-hmm. to say, hey, like, uh, like I got, uh, I got, literal nazis on one side and i have on my side people who want to be nazis but are trying to convince their party base that they don't you know mm-hmm. so i yeah. don't know what to do <laughs> like, right. so i don't blame that kind of person but whatever you do you don't go ahead and just go full nazi right right like that doesn't make any sense right mm-hmm. you, you, get, you get what i'm saying yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh so earlier you you talked about pastors not really really not teaching on a lot of these ideas that are directly tied to politics and so that had me thinking i i think most pastors that i've ever heard when it comes to politics generally say that politics should be kept out of the pulpit um it seems like maybe you don't necessarily agree with that i'm not i'm not sure do you do you agree with that statement that politics should be kept out of the pulpit entirely uh or or are you trying to suggest that you know maybe maybe politics should come from the pulpit a little more than maybe they really are right now oh i mean that's just a nonsensical statement it's absurd like it's an absurd statement to say that politics should be kept out of the pulpit it's um it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, you have to, it's not, you know, it's not whether we're going to be political, it's what politics are we going to pick. And so, you know, you have guys like J.D. Greer and you have um, Russell Moore and, you know, all these guys who basically, hey, we need to be gospel centered and we need to keep politics out of it. And they say as they're embracing all the left's politics, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they, hey guys, this is not about, you know, some political position they say, you know, as they're advocating Black Lives Matter. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's a gospel issue. And social, it's a gospel issue. Yeah, yeah, racial justice is a gospel issue. Black Lives Matter is a gospel issue. Socialism is a gospel issue. It's like, well, all right, so you're not being political, you know, so what you're doing is you're just punching right. You're basically just saying, hey, the, the right is not allowed to, take a biblical position on a political issue, mm-hmm. right? But then the left is. But then the issue is, well, what does the Bible say about these things at every single level? So there is like there is no new, neutral ground. I mean, how are we going to, like, wh- what is just for society to do at mm-hmm. that point? So, I mean, what should be just laws and how do we determine the difference between just laws and unjust laws? Like, how are we going to do it? So, I mean, everyone has to think to themselves, like, if you're, it, like, just imagine me and you are on a plane uh, full of people at our church, and then our plane crashes on a deserted island, and we have to set up some government, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to determine the rules of our government? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, what are we going to do? We're basically, like, you, you know, you say, well, I guess we're going to advocate for freedom of sexual 
uh, identity as it relates to marriage was well, like, well, that's a moral position. Who who determines what's right? Like, what should marriage be? You know, how, should we kill murderers? Like, what should, you know, should we criminalize theft? Right? Mm-hmm. Should we plunder people's property and give it to other people? Like, well, you're going to have to come up with some sort of biblical answer for what you're doing in your government. And if you don't want the Bible standard about it, then you're going to have to figure out well, where does that standard come from? And what do you do? Just take a poll and take take majority rule? Is it just the will of the people that you determine? Mm-hmm. Well, what happens when the will of the people want uh, to let men into to turn into women and uh, have men uh, go into your daughter's restrooms? You know, so I mean, it, you know, so all these things—they're moral issues that we're talking about—and and, and we have to ask, what does the Bible say about these moral issues? And and. So, like, the issue is not, like, whether we're going to have, like, whether we're going to speak political. It's, like, it's it's not an issue of, like, should pastors be political? It's, like, what is the foundation for your politics? So, like, what what are you trying to argue for in the public square in general? Uh, and you just, you can't just assume some kind of neutral vantage point and say, hey, we all agree on this. And so, therefore, you know, uh, you know, Christians and pagans agree alike. You have to appeal to some kind of standard that you're going to use in order to judge what's right. So, why is stealing wrong? <laughs> why should stealing be criminalized? Well, I mean, if we're all just the product of random time and chance, like, what does it matter? Might makes right, you know, survival of the fittest. So why are we fussing about stealing? Mm-hmm. So then, but then the only way you're going to argue against theft, you know, at a, a political level is, is by saying the Bible says thou shalt not steal. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's so you, so it's not about, about, about whether we're going to be political. It's about like, uh, like the, you think through what we're actually called to do. We're called to make disciples of all nations and like to make a disciple is to teach them to do all that Jesus did and taught. And certainly some of that involves like thou shalt not steal and thou shalt not murder. So the socialism discussions related to theft, the murder, the abortion discussions related to murder, uh, the transgender discussions related to in the beginning, he made them male and female. So it's not whether we're going to be political. It's like, what does the Bible say about these issues? And, you know, you have, uh, you have essentially those Christians on the left who are basically saying, hey, you can't be political. All we have to do is talk about the gospel. And then essentially all they're doing is taking all the left's talking points and then reading them into the into Bible, right? Right. So, you know, David Platt says, I don't want to be political as he preaches, uh, you know, Amos, <laughs> let justice uh, flow down like waters at, you know, T4G. And it's like, well, what definition of justice are we using? Are we using the definition of social justice in the world or the biblical justice? You mm-hmm. like, so you're you're being political. It's just you're, you, you, you know. So we're going to call you on it. Like you're being political. So the issue is though that pastors haven't they haven't wanted to get into politics, but then that assumes that there's some kind of neutral ground out there that uh, as if like you should. Like basically, that just assumes secularism. Essentially, that that uh, our government should be run without respect to any kind of biblical standard. And at that point, it's just like, well, you guys are, um, you guys are, you guys are doing the same game. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I think it's Romans thirteen, maybe that Paul talks about. You know, we we need to submit to the government, and the government's role is to punish those who do evil uh, and protect those right. who do good. Um, and yep. so, <laughs> so it stands to reason then that part of, I mean, politics is, is just inherently tied to morality 
So we need to make sure the government that we're being, uh, that is running our country, uh, you know, adheres to the morals that we have, right. Coming from the Bible. Um, so, so it stands to reason that yes, the church, uh, well, well, maybe, maybe I'll ask you this, uh, and may, I guess this might be sort of a obvious answer at this point, but I just want to hear you kind of, um, you know, just say it yourself. And, uh, basically not only should pastors not keep politics out of the pulpit, really, wouldn't you say it's crucial that pastors teach, uh, the members of their church, how to view politics correctly in light of scripture? Yeah, I, th- I think definitely, uh, it's essential that we do that. I mean, it, it's, um, it's essential. We teach people to be good Christians. Now, I mean, I think sometimes when people are talking about what you're, t- what you're saying, you know, keeping politics out of, um, pulpit there's a distortion of that in that the duty of the christian then becomes um essentially to mobilize the troops to vote like a a certain way and so there there is no salvation obviously to be found in voting for the republican party and it, it as far as that works and um like we don't need a political solution ultimately we need a moral solution we need we need um, our country to repent and believe the good news and like we're a nation that's facing God's judgment and we 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 really need like what we need is we need repentance but then if we repent as a society that's obviously going to shape society like that's going to have ramifications for society so if we repent as a nation we're going to quit killing babies the way that we we uh, have been doing and so Yes, there was a moral majority in the right that seemed to think that like all put all of our hope in the political process. And if we can just get the right individuals elected, then we can shape society and get the right members on the Supreme Court. And the problem is that obviously, hey, we keep on (laughs) electing Republicans to the Supreme Court and they don't have the courage to actually do anything. And so there I don't think there's some sort of massive uh political solution to the basic problem that we're facing sure but these are all moral issues all these issues are moral issues and if we're going to teach people to do everything that jesus did and taught certainly we're going to teach them these moral issues and then that's going to inform how they interact with society as far you know in terms of their voting so yes it does matter if god says in the beginning he made them male and female that has ramifications for the transgender issue uh you know if if you look through the Bible and it says, thou shalt not steal. That has ramifications for socialism. So, uh, but what you need is you need people to repent of their sins, believe the good news, embrace Christ as Lord. And then the more that people actually do that as a society, then, and the more that they look at the world that they're actually living in and understand what these, what the choices are before them. Yeah. That would shape, you know, what happens at a nation level, but yeah, you don't want to short circuit the process and, you know, not by might, but, you know, not by horses, trust in horses and chariot, but trust in the Lord. Sure, but yeah, as a pastor, you're going to have to teach them, hey, what, what is a male? What is a female? You know, how do you identify as a male and a female? You know, what is marriage? Uh, what is a human life? Are we allowed to kill human lives? <laughs> Does that make sense? And so, so it's um, essential that we speak to the moral issues and then that's going to have political ramifications. Okay, so essentially what you're saying is, um, 
we need to teach rightly about these different moral implications. So abortion, for example, or, you know, uh, transgenderism. Um, we need to teach as uh, pastors need to teach, like, all right, this is what a male is. This is what the Bible says a male is. This is what the Bible says a female is. You know, does the Bible say that a male can be a female? No. <laughs> you know, that's the abbreviated version of the lesson that they're teaching, right? Um, but then they, are you saying they don't necessarily, the answer uh, is not, hey, go out everyone in my congregation and vote for, you know, X politician who stands against uh, LGBTQ, right? That That's not a sufficient statement in and of itself. The better thing is to say, let me teach my congregation about the evils of same-sex attraction, of transgenderism, and that is going to inherently inform their political worldview. Is is that what you're saying, or, or am I still misunderstanding you a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Um, as it relates to you know what happens in the voting booth, I don't have any problem with the pastor telling his congregation... Here's the moral issues that are at stake. Let's look at the platforms of these two individuals and like, let me teach you what I think the right way to vote is. I mean, John Piper's done that throughout various elections. I mean, I don't, uh, I'm not necessarily a big Piper fan, but I don't have any problem with, you know, providing some, uh, you know, as a pastor election awareness uh, kind of thing. But, so I wouldn't say that that's inherently wrong or off limits. I think you are making a moral choice as to who you're going to vote for with uh, that kind of thing. I'd say, hey, there are, um, um, you know, some of those choices are diff- difficult depending on where you're at in a certain, um, so, uh, you know, where you're at in the country and where you're at in the nation, maybe they're a little bit more diff- difficult. Um, so, for example, you know, if I, say, hey, you know, I can't tell the difference between the Republican and Democrat here. I'm not going to vote Republican. I'm living in a red state and it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but then right. if you're on a swing, you're on a swing state, you know, that kind of thing is more significant. Uh, so without like necessarily or without just wading into all how complicated some of those things can actually get, you know, I, I think in general, um, if you know, there's, you could say, hey, um, you know, we need to keep politics out of the pulpit. Like, <sighs> you have to teach on these moral issues. Every single one of them is a moral issue. And so I would certainly be saying as a pastor, you need to teach your people it, what, how to think about abortion, how to think about transgenderism, how to think about socialism, how to think about issues of racial justice. I think you mm-hmm. need to do that as a way of being faithful. And then if, you know, you're looking at two, uh, you know, party platforms, you're trying to influence the world, Certainly part of being faithful would be to take those convictions and translate them into the voting booth. And I don't have any problem with pastors who say, you know, try to provide some clarity along those lines about what they're voting for and what they're not voting for. I think that that would be good. You know, I mean, no one blames uh, William Wilberforce for trying to influence society to uh, stop the slave trade. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're worse than Nazis here. You know, I don't think anyone would... um, criticize Diedrich Bonhoeffer for trying to stop Hitler. 
so uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's some people who might criticize the way he went about doing that, but here, here's the thing. I mean, I, I just think um, largely, you know, Hitler was an evil that needs to be stopped. Uh, the democratic platform is an evil that needs to be stopped. I don't resent pastors who are doing that. At the same time, I don't want pastors to, you know, essentially be um, <sighs> acting as if the hope for our society fundamentally and foundationally is going to be found in getting Republicans in office mm-hmm. because there's something that's more primary than that. Like there's a hope, like what we need, like I don't, like, I don't need like more Matt Walsh's or more Ben Shapiro's. We need more Christians. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you want to change our society, like the thing is like you, you get a bunch of Matt Walsh's, you get a bunch of Ben Shapiro's, they're going to mess it up in another way. What mm-hmm. we need is we need, we don't, we need more Christians is what we need. <laughs> we need people to repent, you know? And like, so you have to see the world that way. Like we need repentance like in our country. And if what repentance would look like, like is not going to look like a bunch of people voting Democrat, surely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like if you repent, you're like if you repent and you actually know anything in the democratic platform, you're not going to look at that and think, "Oh man, these are my people," right? Mm-hmm. And the people who look at that and say these are my people are people who are fundamentally compromised at a basic level. But what we need is re- we need repentance. We don't need more Matt Walsh's and more Ben Shapiro's. We need repentance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. So if you could just take a minute in closing, um, Tim, to summarize. What, what all we're saying today, you know, when it comes to that, coming back to that title question, I know we already talked through it, but can Democrats be Christians? Ultimately, the response is essentially no, right? Yeah, I mean, as a generality, I want to say it just like I, I would say it just as strong as I say it about Nazis. Can a, you know, can a Nazi be a Christian? The answer is obviously no. And most like you're living in a, a society right now that 90 nine percent of the people would say no to that without mm-hmm. question without hesitation you know and then if you ask them some hard questions about the application uh you know what about the 12 year old girl whose parents are nazis and you know she has no choice but to sign on the party line and whatever else like everyone makes those kind of calculations when they ask the question can nazis be you know christians like the answer is no you know <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer in a simple way is no repentant Nazis can be Christians unrepentant Nazis can't right and then you make allowances for maybe the tough scenarios that you know the secret Nazi who's like uh, blowing up the tracks or whatever else <laughs> that kind of thing like uh, to Auschwitz and so everyone else so I, I would just want people like the simple answer to the question is however you respond to the Nazi analogy is the same way you should respond to the democratic analogy and in fact the, you know Democrats are 10 times worse than Nazis because we killed 10 times more people than they have mm-hmm. uh, and not only have we killed 10 times more people than that like we've uh, embraced insanity at every single conceivable level far worse than Nazi Germany did mm-hmm at every single level. Like, so, you know, in a lot of ways, the Nazis are a rebuke to us. <laughs> you know, they didn't embrace transgenderism, right? Right, right. They didn't embrace homosexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't embrace bestiality. They, it, it, you know, in terms of like the way that we're doing that, like, so the Nazis, like, we're far worse than Nazis, man. And so, you know, whatever you say, like, it's like, we have 10 times the clarity or more. Mm-hmm. Like, the moral clear like to be on you know if you want to be on the right side of that discussion democratic party party is worse than nazis in almost every single conceivable 
way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So the Nazis still believed in male-female roles. They didn't embrace egalitarianism in the way that they did. The Nazis didn't uh, embrace, you know, transgenderism, homosexuality. The Nazis didn't embrace um, you know, half the stuff that, uh, you know. Uh, Social justice. The Democratic. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I mean, there's just, like, there's, like, I... Well, that one may be weird because you have like the the socialism <laughs> national <laughs> uh, kind of thing <laughs> present, like big, you know, with all that. Uh, but uh-huh. um, but we're on, you know, we're Nazis on crack, you know, mm-hmm. essentially. So yeah, I yeah, the answer is you know, but but no one no one would care about that question related to Nazis, and so that's the point. Uh, no one would care about that answer, but then that just basically points us to the reality that it's much easier to see problems of a f- former generation than it is mm-hmm. to see our own. Mm-hmm. And there is there you do have to be incredibly obtuse to look at what's happening in the Democratic Party and pretend as if it, there's virtuous elements to be found there that rise to the level of you know supporting them. Okay. So you have to have a pretty hard heart. Yep. Okay. Well, we hope that this has been a discussion that has been helpful for you. I'm sure a lot of people will have listened to this discussion and been totally angered by everything we're saying. Um, but I think it's pretty hard to look at everything, listen to everything you're saying, Tim, and then, you know, d- really disagree with it in any kind of legitimate way. If you have even a basic understanding of the Bible, I mean, we should... We, we can't do this, we, but we should, as a country, be able to recognize that murdering the unborn is evil, same-sex attraction is evil, transgenderism is evil, social justice is evil, theft is evil, uh, and yet, for whatever reason, this is a conversation that we have to be having. Um, and so, hopefully, um, for those of you who have who've listened to this whole episode, it's been helpful for you or maybe it's been um sort of eye-opening for you that's our prayer for you and we want to thank you guys for supporting us and we look forward to having you on the next episode this has been another episode of bible bashed we hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion we thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to bible bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media please reach out to us with your questions pushback and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.